up, Oasis people? What up? Hello. Welcome back. We are another episode. 111. 111? Yeah. Wow. I like when numbers line up nice like that. <laughs> you guys know, like, sometimes I play pickleball. And in pickleball, here's a little fun fact for you. If you guys want to, you should get obsessed with it like I am. You, you say three numbers for the score. You say your score, then the other person's score, and then the person serving. So, for example, you might say 10-8-1 if you're the first server. Okay? Oh. This is confusing, I know. So mm-hmm. you have to remember whose number is what? Yeah, but you're oh, only, you're only your number. You're, only, right. you're either one or two. Right. So it's like 10-8-1 or 10 8 But it's never the same two. Yeah, it changes. Anyway, it's kind of confusing, but it's, it's fine. It's if you play, this is... This t- but sometimes you get it where the score is like 3-2-1. Oh. Or like... Two one two, and I know that's silly, but it kind of brings me a little I'm, satisfaction. I'm with you. I like when numbers have like some symmetry that makes. But it doesn't sense. it doesn't do it for me if it's just like one two, you know? That's yeah. Well, you have the third number in there. One two one. Now I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. <laughs> okay. So podcast 111. Uh huh. One one one. Yep. We won't have this again until go. we hit two two two, and who knows if oh, we'll ever yeah. get to two two two. I guess we'll see. 110. What is your very first memory ever? Oh gosh. Go all the way back. All the way back. What? I should have thought about this more before yeah. we started. Or give me just like a really early okay. memory. You know, it doesn't have to be like locked and loaded yeah. first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was in kindergarten, and so my grandma taught fourth grade at a different school. Okay. And so, of course, she was a teacher, so she got all the cool stuff. And so I had. Uh, pencils with race cars on them that had my name Whoa. and I flexed so hard in kindergarten that mm. I had pencils with my name on it and race cars that's pretty good yeah that's a normal name privilege never experienced it <laughs> mine's always spelled <laughs> Jane. wrong I always say to that as a kid it's like mom why is it my name on anything <sighs> yeah that was tough what, what was your favorite? um the first one that popped into my head and I don't know why but at my grandparents' house, they lived like half a mile from us, and I spent like most of my childhood there. Um, they had a big porch. It's probably like the length of this room, which those who are watching or listening no have no, no idea. idea. No. But probably, probably like what? What would you say? Like 15, 15 feet? feet? Yeah. 20 feet? Yeah. yeah. And we would just ride like a tricycle or a push scooter just in circles around the porch. Oh, it for, like, all hours. the way around the whole house? No, 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 no. Oh. It was like a square. We would just do like a racetrack, just circles around it. But the porch went all the way around the whole house? No. The porch oh. was just a rectangle, and we would just ride in circles around the rectangle. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. That's good. I don't know why that came to my mind first. For I me, about that in a long when time. I was really, really little, I used to do this thing where I would, when I would concentrate, I'd stick out my tongue. like. And oh, I, I do still that do that, too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't do it anymore, but I used to. And I was coloring, as about like a three-year-old, I would say, at our island, so in the kitchen, and I went to take a step from one tall chair mm-hmm. to another, oh, and mm-hmm. I missed the step, and I hit my chin and actually bit through my tongue. Yep. And I remember not like the whole scene of it, but as a three-year-old, I know this <laughs> sounds crazy, but as a three-year-old, I remember like the paramedic showing up. I remember sitting on the stairs and my mom freaking out. I remember her driving me to the hospital because she didn't want the paramedics <laughs> to take me in. Like it was crazy. There you go. I kept trying to look at your tongue while you were talking. <laughs> I don't have any, I don't have a scar. <laughs> My dad did that playing football in high school. Yeah. My brother-in-law right. also bit through his tongue. So. Brennan's just unpacking childhood trauma on the podcast. <laughs> it's deep I in there. The I, also, <laughs> I also remember 9-11. And at that time, I was oh, really? also three. So three was a that tough year for me. For some reason, I don't know if this, you know, there's like the made up memories where it's like people tell you enough that yeah. you oh, form yeah. a memory. It's like, 
I was less than a year old, but I feel like I remember it because I was mm. sitting on the couch watching Blue's Clues. I there you go. remember. I know that specifically. I was in school because I'm older than you all, <gasps> but my school didn't have TVs because it was a poor little country school. So they didn't tell us we did school like normal, as far as I remember. And then my parents didn't tell us until like much later. Huh. So I had no idea it really happened. Wow. I was in first grade. Yeah, so. my grandma that was a teacher immediately called me and my mom. It's like, hey, you can come to school if you want. Mm. Interesting. Be safe. All but. right. All right. So about two years ago, yeah. we did a podcast. <laughs> I think it was episode 29, which doesn't have that same ring to it. No. But episode 29. 29? We- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about uh, scripture memory and memorizing scripture. And we wanted to circle back around to that idea because it's such a powerful discipline that can often be overlooked. You know, when you hear a lot of sermons, I'm guilty of this even as a preacher, talking about like, Read your Bible, pray, spend time mm-hmm. with God. And we, we like to label certain spiritual disciplines because they're easier to talk about. But some of the ones like silence or solitude or scripture yeah. memory, they don't always have that same punch. Yeah. But they're so powerful. It's super practical. So we wanted to bring this conversation back around because if you attend Grace Point on Sunday mornings through this fall series, we've had three scripture memory verses that go through First Peter. Um, so hopefully you've practiced or, or wrestled with some of those if you haven't. Hopefully this podcast gives you a little bit more gusto to try. Or at Oasis, if you don't come to Sunday morning, we're doing Psalm 23. We started two weeks ago. We will finish in a couple weeks. And so like there's this beauty of Psalm 23 as well as just the whole book of Psalms that because they're poetry, they're easy they're probably easier to mm-hmm. memorize than some other sections of scripture. Like they're meant to flow almost like a song when it gets stuck in your head. So if you're ever gonna start memorizing scripture, like join the Oasis fam yeah. in memorizing Psalm twenty three. I did this three years ago. And it, I've come back to it so many times because it's so it's such good scripture. Let's start here. Let's just ask the question first, why does scripture memory matter? Um so we're seeing, of course, a lot of increasing mental health issues. Um, and, and one way that we can get healthy and, and to fight back against that is to um, combat negative thinking with the truth. Uh, Ephesians 5.17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And so like, you could, you could believe that, oh, like, I'm not loved, like nobody cares about me, something like that. <clears throat> but you can fight that with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his one, one and only Son, um, so that we, we may have eternal life. Or Romans 5.8 that says, but God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. And in those two verses, you can fight that lie that you aren't loved with mm-hmm. the truth, which is the word of God, that you are loved. But mm-hmm. here's my question, and let's see how you handle this one. But I think we have a temptation to say, I don't need to memorize that because in a moment of fear or in a mm. moment of feeling not loved, I'll just Google it. Mm. How would you guys <laughs> respond to that? Right? There's something much different about it already being there in your head mm-hmm. and already reminding you without you having to go search it out. Yeah. Um, you have to put in work to go search it out. If you already, if it's already there, you already got it. Mm-hmm. Like it'll come up and you won't have to take those extra steps. Yeah. The last thing that I'm thinking when I'm like panicking is like, mm. oh, you know what I need to do? I need to go to Google and search <laughs> Bible verses on anxiety. No, like that's not going to happen. I'm going to sit in those thoughts and I'm going to continue to think. But if you have scripture, you know, flooded throughout your thoughts, then that already provides the, the opportunity to, to fight back against those lies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would answer a very similar way that I think when we're at our weakness or our weakest, it's when we need like our greatest help. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so if we have that pocketed, if we already have the scriptures in our mind meditated on, then they'll be there when we need them. But when you're at your weakest, like you guys are saying, it's hard to take that extra step to find yeah. those same resources. 
What's another example? Yeah. I mean, you, you brought up fear, yeah. but, but living in fear, living in, in worry, anxiety, fear of different situations. Um, there's so much scripture that speaks to that. And so just a couple examples of that is Joshua 1, 9 says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord. Your God goes with you wherever you go. Or even Second Timothy one seven, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. And so, if you're if you're living in fear and you've maybe memorized one or two or multiple of these verses, that these can be an encouragement to remind you that God hasn't created you to live in fear, um, but that the power of the spirit actually gives you power, love, self discipline. Yeah, and that's good. If how would you say someone starts? So say they're mm-hmm. stuck in just like a unhealthy mental health space they're struggling with maybe anxiety or Mm -hmm. or sadness or depression or loneliness or those different things how would you encourage them to start to find maybe verses or passages that would help them to combat some of that that Mm -hmm. lies i mean it sounds stupid but go and then actually google it (laughs) (laughs) so so do what we told you not to do a while ago um and but do it before you get to the place where you're in desperate need of it uh, that's the that's the key. what's what's the saying it's like prepare before i don't know prepare it's better to prepare than before i don't know i don't know where you're going i have no idea what you're saying <laughs> but i'm sure it's great yeah <laughs> it's in there somewhere yeah um but it's better to be equipped beforehand than it is to equip in the middle of mm-hmm. i think is what i'm getting at yeah yeah um and so like go and, and google like verses on anxiety fear you know love stuff like that and then spend some time and sit on those verses mm-hmm maybe uh write it on your hand and just continually throughout the day like look at it go back memorize it maybe put a postcard you know in your um pocket and then every time you reach into your pocket like you're gonna grab it or put a reminder on your phone that like every hour you got to look at it and like try and read it memorize it um there's a company called bible memory project where they send out every month a wristbands with a with a verse with each first letter of every word in the verse that you wear and then that helps it's like gives you the first letter to help memorize and i've had them they're dope mm-hmm. um but yeah find find little things to bug you throughout the day yeah i mean the yeah. first time i started memorizing the first memory verse i ever tried was second or ephesians 2 8 i mm-hmm. just i googled top 10 verses <laughs> to know because nice. i was like i just didn't know where to start yeah, yeah. you know and that one was the the gospel message in a verse. And so I was like, I'm just going to try to do this. And I put it on my wallpaper. Mm. It was some cheesy Google yeah. image. I had screenshot <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. On my phone. And I look at my phone constantly, right? Yeah. Like my screen time's not that crazy, but I open it a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And every time I would open it, especially before they had face recognition where it just opened automatically, you had to punch in your passcode and you had to read that and look at that. And mm-hmm. so that was one of the things that was really helpful for me. Yeah. Otherwise I'd maybe say besides just Googling, which can be a, an awesome resource, like if you're spending consistent time with God, verses are going to come up in your mm-hmm. normal rhythm of reading that are going to be impactful for you. You know, so if you're sitting there reading through Philippians and you're someone struggling with anxiety, eventually eventually you're going to stumble upon Philippians 4 verses 4 through 9, mm-hmm. which are going to tell you some amazing truth on how to battle some of the mental struggles that you might be walking through. So it's not like you even have to go super out of your way. Just in your normal everyday life, if you're studying the scriptures, things are going to hit you that are like just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right now, I'm studying through First Samuel. Like I'm probably never going to Google top ten verses to 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 memorize and find something from First Samuel. Yeah. But yet every single day, I sit down and there's this verse that just ministers to me. There's this 
passage of scripture that just is impactful for my soul and it's something I needed in those moments. And I put it in a note on my phone to come back and to further work on memorizing those passages of scripture. Because mm-hmm. every day I can't memorize a verse. I typically try to do like one a week. But having a bank of scripture that has ministered to you and been impactful for you in the past that you can try to commit to your memory in the future so that it continues to give you life. Right? Yeah. Super, Super good. good. <coughs> Otherwise, what are other reasons why scripture memory matters? Yeah. Maybe it's not you who needs that, but maybe it's somebody around you that you care about mm. who's going to need you to speak that truth into their life. And so one of the best gifts that you can give those people is to know the word of God and to be mm. able to speak mm. that into their life boldly with confidence and by memory. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at scripture, it gives us that command to encourage each other. And Hebrews ten twenty four says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And so, I mean, there's a fantastic verse to memorize right. just in and of itself, but prepare yourself. Um, if you've got people in your life that you know are maybe walking through something hard, take the step to, to do what we just said, to mm-hmm. find scripture on that particular thing and to encourage them in that. Um, but yeah, think about not just yourself sometimes and the people around yeah. you and maybe how you can speak life and truth um, through your memorized scripture into their life. And how do you feel like as two three people who sit at the table who often find ourselves in pastoral conversations or spiritual conversations. How have you seen something like this where you've had something Mm -hmm. banked that maybe it was because it was impactful for you in Mm -hmm. the past that it's come back around and God and his kindness has used that to minister to someone else? Yeah, I've, I am very bad about memorizing scripture. I just don't do it very often, but I'm really good at remembering paraphrased scripture in my mind. (laughs) So I find that a lot of time when in those those situations, I can like paraphrase something, which isn't super helpful sometimes. Mm. Um, So I've been trying to get better about um, memorizing the actual scripture and being able to quote it or being able to direct them directly to it. Instead of just being like, the Bible says something kind of like this. (laughs) Um, But but that has been, yeah. Um, but knowing those scriptures and the ones that I do have memorized has been super helpful that when you're sitting sometimes in a hard conversation with people, it could be like, I have no idea what to say to Mm. like encourage you. Like I'm not equipped, but God has equipped you and he will equip Mm -hmm, you if you stay mm -hmm. connected to his word. And if you have it memorized that you can share with other people. And one of the things that I've done in groups over the past is a lot of people find themselves in the same boat. You know, you sit in church long enough, you're going to hear some verses Mm -hmm. repetitively. You listen to enough podcasts. You read your Bible enough, you're going to have these verses that are like, oh, I've heard Romans 3.23 a hundred times. I know like John 3.16, but Mm. we just have bits and pieces or maybe we don't actually have the reference. Where in groups, what I typically do when someone starts to say, well, I think the Bible says, I'm like, okay, let's stop. Let's find that. Yeah, Like pull out your phone, Google it. And now everybody in the group has the chance to actually read the words or like even in a meeting, I think it'll take a lot of humility, Mm -hmm. but being like, I know the Bible says something like, and you just pull out and you just like, as a pastor, you just start Mm -hmm. punching words in Google and eventually it's going to be like, yeah, that's (laughs) second Timothy three, 16, you know, Yeah. (laughs) but having that moment where now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's repetition, it's practice. I know the reference again, I can read through the words. Mm -hmm. We can have the exact scripture, but Mm -hmm. it just will slow the conversation and it takes some like stepping back from all of us to be yeah. like, yeah, I don't for sure know, but yeah. I know it's in there, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, That's good. And even in that, it's like you're already starting to memorize scripture just mm-hmm. by being around it, by, mm-hmm. by the continual reading uh, of scripture on your totally. own, like being in, in church, like you're going to hear it. And it's like, it isn't a huge process. It's not like you're picking up from nothing. Like if you start with the verses that you kind of already know, mm-hmm. like you said, go back, find them, like start to memorize them. Yep. And like one thing that I've noticed and I've surprised myself with is like, as I pray, I start to pray back the scripture that I've memorized. And it's like, 
wait, I know that scripture. And I, like, this is mm-hmm. like the words that are coming out of my mouth as I pray. Mm-hmm. And like, that's another huge thing when it comes to scripture memory is being able to pray through scripture is so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I know Brennan, one of your favorite things to pray through Psalm one, yeah. like memorizing and praying through Psalm one is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ephesians three prayer mm-hmm. is super, super good to memorize and being able to pray. Like it, it scripture memory adds so much more also to your prayer life as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's literally as simple as what's inside of you starts to flow out of yeah. you. Yeah. And scripture memory is taking the text that it's in our pocket on our phone. It's mm-hmm. on our desk, on our Bible, but it's taking that which is next to us and putting it in us. Yeah. And so the scripture actually dwells in us. And the, one of the Psalm one is one we'll talk about here in a second, but there's this beauty of Psalm one where the word there is meditate on the scripture day and night. But in the Hebrew of the word meditate, it almost translates more as murmur, And I think when I hear the word murmur of how like songs work for us, Mm. you know, a song, you start to catch on to it because Mm -hmm. you listen to it a bunch. Like when you catch, when you find a bopper, like there's a song that's nice. It's like repeat, repeat, repeat. I'll I'll kill a song for myself in like a week because I'll listen to it so much. But I'm not sitting there thinking this is verse one. This is chorus one. You know, I'm not sitting there yeah. studying the, the, I'm not, I don't pull up the lyrics on Google when I'm listening to that song. You guys yeah. don't do that? Not, not right away. Not <laughs> right away. Kidding. But that's, that's where the, so it just starts to, it, just cause you hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing you're talking about. You yeah. sit in churches and you hear these things over and over again. And so it's, yeah, they're starting to commit to memory. Now it's taking that next step. Mm-hmm. Like there have been times in the past where I have like, oh, I love this song. I want to, I want to master this yeah. song. Yeah. When I used to love Drake in high school, I would straight up. <laughs> listen to Drake songs and read along with the words so there I would know go. exactly what. And then yep. it made the concert experience better, right? Because yeah. you knew all the words. Yeah. I used to, <laughs> this is super random. In high school, I had an English class that was really boring and we'd get a bunch of free time. And I would just sit and write out song lyrics well, that, to kill time. But but it was songs I liked. Mm-hmm. And, songs and I remembered liked. them. So. And, and that's exactly it. So like, yes, just by hearing it and through listening to a song, listening to a sermon, you're going to mm-hmm. have some of that just floating around in, in your mind. But now it takes that extra step of intentionality to say, Okay, mm-hmm. I want to memorize this. Yep. So you put pen to paper. You start typing in your notes tab. You start yeah. writing it down. You start writing it on your hand. You get it in front of your eyes more often. And that's where it becomes, oh, it's not just this thing I kind of know. Mm-hmm. It's where we start to commit it. Like over the last year, um, one of the things that was part of my spiritual goals for 2022 was to memorize a verse a week. And what I did is at the beginning of January, I sat down and I said, what are all of the verses that I have a piece of, mm. you know, the seven statements of uh, uh, the seven I am statements of Jesus says in John, I've, I have like a piece of all seven <laughs> of them, yep. but yep. I never had sat down and taken the intentionality to say, where are they? And mm. what do they actually say? Mm. So in a notes tab, I just wrote those. I like there was stuff in Genesis when it comes to like how God made us in his image. It's like, I know that, but I don't know the reference. Mm-hmm. So I wrote that down. You know, there's all, there was constant, like there was so much scripture that I was like, bits and pieces. So I had this huge running list and it was about 50 things. Yeah. So now over the last 50, whatever weeks, how many weeks are there in a year? 52. 52. <laughs> over 52 weeks. It was like, Oh, yep. I'm going to start memorizing that one. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start memorizing that one. And as you go, you know, I've been talking like some, there's like stuff from like first Samuel or there's mm-hmm. stuff from this first Peter series that wasn't on my radar that I mm-hmm. add into that list. So it's not like I'm starting from scratch and I have to learn every single word. Yeah, Sometimes good. I do that. Like the, the memory verse that we're doing for the church right now is first Peter four ten. Like that's not one that was like on my radar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like some of the other ones they are. And so it's, it's, it's easy and it's life giving to start like that. Cause you're starting from a place of getting the ball rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not starting from scratch. You got to st- do every single word. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you're actually just fitting the puzzle pieces together and committing yeah. them to a reference. So it becomes more practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Anything else you guys would say as you've like seen scripture minister to other people through you? Mm. Other things you'd add there? It's just like always the the reminder, like when I'm in a panic situation or whatever Mm. and like someone comes and like they say, Hey, remember this? And like say some piece of scripture, like Mm -hmm. that's always usually what I need. Like it just like immediately gives rest. Like, Oh yeah, now I do remember that. And it's kind of like a, a snap back to reality um, of like, oh yeah, this is the truth and this is what matters. Yeah, I think I, j- I just have so many thoughts here because I love it so much. <laughs> but essentially like one of the things exactly like you're saying is the primary way God speaks to his people is through his word. Mm-hmm. Another way God speaks to his people is through his spirit through other people. Yep. Yeah. Now, what if we could combine those two things, right? <laughs> like you take God's word and then you take God's people and you combine them with the spirit of God and it's like, the amazing funnel of God's revelation to people. Yeah. Right. And that's yep. exactly what we need is we need God's word. And the tendency is, and the reason why I think scripture memory can get put on the back back burner is because we love our opinions, mm. right? We're very opinionated yep. people. Even if you're not super opinionated, when you're sitting across the table from someone, really what they're asking for is your opinion, your guidance, mm-hmm. your advice. And so it's easier to sit back and say, this is what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't require much work. You just get to speak, speak from opinion and experience. It's harder, but maybe more beneficial mm-hmm. to say, this is what God thinks. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. probably what they need. They don't need your, ne- they can go get, they can go get an opinion from anybody. Yep. Yeah. They need someone who will speak the truth of the scripture to them, speak the gospel to them in their unique situation. Mm-hmm. But people will sit back and they'll say, well, I don't know if God cares about, has something to say about my dating relationship. And it's like, whoa, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. We just don't know the scripture enough to speak into yeah. that. You know, I had someone who was like, should I date this non-believer? And again, in my opinion, I could say, no, here's the thousand reasons why. Mm -hmm. But I could pull out Corinthians and say, well, God tells us not to be unequally yoked with non-believers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now they're not arguing my opinion. Yeah. They're arguing the scripture. And it's like, there's just... It's hard to beef with God. (laughs) It's easy to beef with God. It's hard to beef and be right with God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. And one of the things I find so amazing, like I said, I'm just going to keep rolling, but like... Go for it. It feels like every time I memorize scripture, that verse will come up multiple times yeah. through the week. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know part of that is like, um, uh, what's the psychology word where you like oh, make something happen you, because... Because you're thinking about it. Yeah. It's not hindsight bias. It's uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the term for Ugh. it. It's Anyways. like you think about a car and then you see that car everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like... You you make it happen. It's, yeah. Uh, anyways, but it, yeah. So it's like it's in it's that which is at the forefront of my mind. So it becomes very practical to a lot of different situations. Like example one, I was memorizing uh, Proverbs sixteen nine like a month ago. Mm-hmm. In that week, I had probably four or five different conversations where people are like, you know what, I'm just wrestling with trying to make plans and figure out the future. And I was like, well, let me tell you what Proverbs sixteen <laughs> nine says. You know, and it's just like that's God's kindness. You know. Yeah. I set aside Proverbs 16, 9, six months ago yeah. to memorize during this week. Yet this is the verse these four or five people needed. Mm-hmm. And it was only because God has put it in my mind that I can even give it to them. I just think that's so cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, you're not finding it? No, I put in psychology making things come up. <laughs> and I'll think of it later and it'll honestly kick myself. But I took psychology in high school, so I don't really blame myself for not remembering. But... Um, I'm, I'm stuck on it. I got to move on. I got to move on. Or like, what was I going to say? 
we just have to move on. I'm so stuck now. <laughs> Give us another reason why scripture is so important to memorize. Uh, Jesus himself had scripture memorized uh, in Matthew 4 when he's in the wilderness um, being tempted by the enemy. Um, in, the, in the three places that the enemy tempts Jesus, in, it's the three times that Jesus responds with scripture. Mm. Um, and so we, we can use that as the, the defense of the, the scripture, the word of God is described as a double-edged sword that can be used for offense and also for defense. Um, and, and to use it correctly in those ways is a huge, huge benefit. Yeah. Pop, pop trivia. Anybody know where, so Jesus, when he responds to the enemy, responds with three verses, all from the same book. Deuteronomy. Oh, look at this guy out of nowhere. <laughs> so if you are going to look to start to memorize anything, um, we would say based on Jesus' example, you should start to memorize the book of Deuteronomy. <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Leviticus. I do have one Deuteronomy verse memorized, and it was because in high school, a late high school, <laughs> there was a guy who I got had some beef with, and I mm. thought this verse would just like crush him <laughs> if we ever had this conversation. But I memorized like it was not right context. But once you commit something to memory, it's really hard to get it to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you ever need Deuteronomy twelve thirty two, I got you. What is it? It's uh, see that all see that you do all I command you. Do not add to it or take away from it. But he's talking about the <laughs> Levitical law, and I was trying to use it in a different context. <laughs> nice. But otherwise, it's simply go. just like Scripture commands us yeah. to yeah. memorize Scripture, and we are trying to be people who live like Jesus, who live in light of God's Word. So when Psalm one two tells us to meditate on His law day and night, and that's what that's what will bring us blessing, we do that. When Joshua one eight tells us to keep this book on the law, keep this book of the law always on our lips day and night, we do that. It's just simply that simple. Um, let's let's finish. Th- oh, go ahead. I think also one thing is we've lost like the awe and splendor of scripture. Mm. It's like God spoke and it's written down and we have it. Like God has revealed His plan, His desire, His will, and it's been written down and we get to read it. Like mm. oh, that's totally. huge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's huge. Don't treat it lightly. That's why it's important to memorize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's hard work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, none of us take that lightly. And even though we tell you to do it, you know, it's not something worth sitting back thinking like, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk. Nope. There's some of you out there are going to be able to, able to memorize easier. You know, mm-hmm. there's just people who are gifted in a way that's like, oh, they'll write it down a couple times and they'll have it for forever. Mm-hmm. And there's other people out there who you will try and try and try and a yeah. verse a month mm-hmm. might be too much for you. You know, it, it might, you might literally have to grind to make this happen, but that's the beauty of what is a spiritual disciplined mm-hmm. is that it's how do we be disciplined to commit to something like this? Even when it's hard, even when it doesn't come natural because we know the benefit because that's the place God will minister his grace to us, not only to us, but we've talked through us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's shoot yeah. like, a couple more examples of maybe a time where you've had a verse in your life that has ministered to you, mm. like in a place where it's been hard for you or you've been wrestling with something and you've just come to this verse and it's like just, I mean, it's been good for you and you've been able to memorize it, those kind of things. We already talked about Second Timothy 1.7, which yeah. is one of my favorite verses of just, um, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Um yeah, it's one of my favorite verses. I have it on a thing up in my house. Yeah, um, it's a good way to do it too. Yeah, make like it's a little like art. I see it. It's a one of those letter boards. Oh, nice. Mm. So, but I haven't changed it in like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, one of the favorite ones for me has been Galatians one ten, and it talks about how um, 
am I still trying to gain the approval of people or of God? Or am I mm-hmm. trying to please people? If I were, I would not be a servant of Christ. To me, I need to come back to that constantly. Because mm-hmm. every time I make a decision, I know someone's going to be upset with. Every single time I, may, I do something that people aren't going to like. Every single time I feel a conversation or I, I feel I'm in a relationship where someone is like, disgruntled or they don't they don't love me or they don't like me like all those things i need to remind myself it's not Mm -hmm. it's never been about them Mm -hmm. you know it's about serving the father and loving them as i serve the father so i constantly come back to galatians 110 um the one that i actually have uh, a tattoo of is colossians 323 Mm, um whatever you do work as if you're working for the lord and not for human masters it's like every single thing that we do it's for god yeah i actually it's not a pet peeve, but it's like a, I, for me, a lot of people get scripture tattoos mm-hmm. and like, it'll say like second Kings six, 12. You're like, Hey, what is that? And you're like, let me look it up for you. It's like, come on, <laughs> man. Yeah, yep. You put it on your body. You got it. You got to have, all right, at least give me something. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't be like, ah, uh, you know, I'm going to, it says like Philippians four, six. And then they're like, I don't know what it actually says. <laughs> oh. And it's good. Like, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad mm-hmm. you like it. But if it's going to be yeah. on your body, you should probably commit yeah. it to your Let mind. Let that be the motivator to memorize mm-hmm. that scripture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like all my tattoos, people joke because as a, I'm, Ben and I are getting, Ben, uh, former podcast person, uh, he'll be back with us in the future. <laughs> that sounds like he <laughs> was renouncing well, his really. <laughs> well, last week it was hilarious. We said, welcome back, Ben. And then this week he's gone again. Oh, yeah. So it's just funny. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go get tattoos together. We're doing a tattoo date here in a couple weeks. And... Uh, Every single one of my tattoos, it's funny because it has like a whole sermon behind it. <laughs> like the nail on my wrist is Philippians 3, 10, and 11. The yeah. other tattoo I have here is Galatians 6, 2. The one mm-hmm. one of them I'm getting is a dove and it's uh, Matthew 3, Jesus' baptism as long as Pentecost. And so it's like every single tattoo I have has like a whole <laughs> mini sermon behind it, which I think is hilarious. But, you know, I think it's it's cool though. I see that yeah. and I remember. But there you go. We'll do a podcast sometime where Brennan preaches his mini sermon on his tattoos. <laughs> I should. There you go. Dude, that'd be sick. All right. Anything else? Scripture memory? Nope. Practically, it just mm-hmm. means go out there and try it. Yeah. You're going to have to try some things of what works for you. Quizlet. Stick, Quizlet, sticky notes, uh, reminders, mirror, phone background, you know, like be willing. It's always good if you try to memorize scripture alongside someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's your small group, maybe it's an accountability partner, maybe it's a friend where you say, hey, I'm memorizing this and then you can bounce ideas off of each other. Um, but yeah, it's going to take some mm-hmm. effort. So go out there and do it up. Peace. Bye. Peace.